Welcome to The Public Good, a weekly radio show and podcast brought to you by Partnership for the Public Good. Each week, we discuss important issues affecting the Buffalo Niagara region, from community benefits agreements to the foster care system to arts initiatives. Our guests span from PPG partners, elected officials, community leaders, and more. Our show is produced by Central Smith of WUFO, Power 96.5 FM, and Mix 1080 AM, with production support by me, Anna Blotto, Research Associate at PPG. The episode airs live on WUFO on Tuesdays at 10.30 a.m. Hello and welcome to The Public Good. This is Deja James from Partnership for the Public Good, or PPG, which unites over 365 community organizations working to build a better Buffalo. We're delighted to join you every Tuesday morning at 10.30 a.m. on Power 96.5 FM and Mix 1080 a.m. You can also watch full video of every show on our YouTube page. Follow PPG Buffalo on Facebook and Instagram for more information on how to access video and full podcast of the show and of course you can always get great information on our website ppgbuffalo.org okay i did the spiel i'm very happy and excited to be joined by simone raglan from families aimed towards excellence or fate which aims to empower families for a digital future and today if you haven't guessed already we're going to be talking a little bit about digital equity digital access and lack thereof rather maybe um, in especially inner city communities, but communities of color, um, I think is really what we we really want to talk about today. Um, but I want to give Simone the opportunity to introduce herself and just say, you know, a little about where she's from, some of the work that she does um, currently. So Simone, take, take it away. Well, thank you. Thank you. Deja, thank you for having me here today. I'm so happy to have an opportunity to share my story. Um, and uh, so I, uh, again, my name is Simone Ragland. I have been doing um, work with students um, focused on STEM, right? As science, technology, engineering, and math, mm -hmm. tech skills, digital literacy for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, I was always a science geek growing up. Mm -hmm. So between bookworm and loving science, that was my thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what's interesting is that, uh, I had n numerous paths I wanted to go, mm -hmm. but, uh, when I was in high school, I was fortunate enough to be a step student, which is, uh, stands for science technology entry program. Mm -hmm. So a state ed funded program that was, uh, created by Arthur O. Eve. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was a part of the first cohort. So, um, and then the, the best part about it is as an adult, I became the director of that program. <laughs> Full circle moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I valued the experiences that I had with STEP and um, just having the access and the exposure to college, college going mm -hmm. to visit college campuses, yeah. to have an internship in a um a dental office. Wow. Right. And um, and during that time, it helped me to decide that I wanted to go into dentistry. Mm -hmm. um, but um, when I graduated high school, I struggled. I went to UB. I struggled. And um, fortunately, the um, doctor I was working for, the dentist I was working for at the time, Dr. Wood, I give a shout out to Dr. Wood. Mm -hmm. um, he encouraged me to think about dental hygiene. 
So then I went to ECC mm-hmm. and became a dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. One of few yeah. uh, hygienists who were of color. Yeah. And um, so the intention was at that time was to attend dental hygiene, become a dental hygienist, and then still study to become a dentist. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I became a parent, mm-hmm. a, a wife and a, a parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sharing with you earlier, you know, we kind of get lost in our lives yeah. you know we meaning women yeah. you know we become the caretakers yeah. and, and our focus changes or right. um, becomes less about us right. and everybody else right but um as my kids grew older i began to um begin to think again about my desire for science yeah and, but it shifted of course now yeah. it wasn't about um dentistry per se yeah but um you know, how I could help other kids yeah. to excel academically. Yeah. yeah. So I want to rewind a little bit back okay. to young Simone, who's <laughs> thinks bookworm, as you said, yes. love science <laughs> and the step program comes into play. So that was something that for you, you were very excited about. It wasn't like your parents are like, you doing this because no. you need some con- something constructive to do for you. <laughs> it was, wow, look at this program, right? Yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm just wondering that experience and exactly what, I know you said they took you on some college tours and other things, but what exactly did that program do for you? Like what activities were oh. you participating in that kind of helped continue the fostering of your passion for these things, because I often find young people have a lot of passions that they don't have the outlet to explore a little bit further. Yeah. So, so you, you're going right into yeah. why I d- I'm doing what I do right now. Yeah. The idea of the engagement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The access. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the empowerment. And yeah. so that's exactly what happened for me. Yeah. I became engaged in the STEP program. Yeah. Um, I was inspired mm-hmm. by the fact that it was led by women of color and so many of the people who were um, working in the program were people of color, people that I still Mm -hmm. know today, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, and they are like still leaders in the community. And how important is that? Because I think what people think of STEM and even tech now, most people don't think black. You know what I'm trying to say? Even though we're there. We are. We're there. We are. But, Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like, it's something that, it seems like we have to break into or whatever, right. but there are some people in that we can foster community in that way. But we always talk about representation, but I just don't know, especially like you said, as a black woman to see yes. yourself, man, that, that means everything. Yeah. But I think you brought up another important point is that, um, the peripheral roles matter as well. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So and you're tapping into so many things like you're dinging. I'm like dinging every time you say something. Right. (laughs) So like mentoring. Yeah. Right. And like you said, seeing myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Being um, inspired and encouraged by these women. Yeah. You know, like Miss Clark. And Mm -hmm. there were so many. But Miss Clark was the director. Yeah. She there was just so many. Yeah. But um, so, yes, that. And it encouraged me to keep coming. Right. Right. So right. you see these people and and they treated you like you were one of theirs. Yeah. They didn't treat you like, oh, you're just showing up right. and I'm collecting a paycheck. No, yeah. you felt like it was a family. There's a community connection. Yes. Which 
matters. <laughs> oh, it makes all the difference, yeah. which leads into, so then talk about young Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Hutch Tech and I majored in computer science. Mm-hmm. Junior year, mm-hmm. I struggled tremendously. Mm-hmm. Well, I was one, I was one of three people of color in that class. Wow. It was mostly male. Yep. I, the teacher was male. Yep. And I, I stopped asking questions because I felt like mm. every question was, uh, every answer was condescending. Okay. How, you should know how to do this. We've Ooh. been doing this. So. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. this is, you're wasting my time. Not a welcoming learning you, community, right? Why are you asking me this again? Wow. Right? Yeah. And I was an A student, you know, so for me to not um, have A's, to yeah. be struggling, that was new. Yeah. Right. And then to be in a situation where people made me feel like I was dumb. Yeah. I And then I started going home to my parents who were not even high school graduates. So for them, it was, yeah. well, what what is it you need? Right. You know, oh, you don't have to study those machines. You're not a machine person. You're a people person. Right. So but you now, can be both. <laughs> oh, we know that. But right? you can be both. Yep. But they didn't. They, to them, it was. Yeah. To them, they said their thought was, how do I help you? Yeah. And helping me was, oh, well, if you feel like this is not working for you, pick something else. Do something else. Right. You see? But it's like you were passionate in that thing. So you really needed, like you said, that mentorship to help you, you know, overcome those yes. hurdles. And because you're going to face hurdles, even if you're passionate about something, there's going to be oh, hurdles. There's going to be hurdles. But the important thing here is. I didn't have anyone in my family yep. who um, was connected to this type of field, right? And, and this I was think all so many emerging. people have that experience, especially in our community, because exactly. a lot of the times we are the first. You know what I'm saying from our from our pack, from our people doing mm-hmm. something. Yes, and so yes, you may find someone else that looks like you and sometimes you don't, right? To help you through that experience, but usually that I think that's why we go into different fields and we seek each other, right? Because naturally, you know, and it's that's a natural, it's thing. a natural thing. It's black kids in the cafeteria. Exactly. <laughs> like you got to find your people that understand what you're going through right now. Right? Cause your parents, your grandma, she not understanding no. that. You know and what just I'm like, saying? Baby here, yeah. eat some more. That's what I'm saying. And that support is important too. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but it's not all you need. No. And so like, I'm so happy that I have you here talking about one, the work you're doing now to continue that support that was seeded into you, exactly. which is also another big key piece because the step program seeded into you, essentially, it sounds Absolutely. like you're paying it, you know, backwards paying and forward. forward. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's amazing yeah. to see, you know, the the kind of next generation and iteration of of that impact from however long ago right. that's now impacting current youth. And I think that's so important too. When we talk about mentorship programs and all these mm-hmm. other things, we're not just trying to impact community now, but also in the future. Right. And, yeah. And think about the vision. Yeah. You know, the visionary of, I always think about that while I was working at step, I always thought about, and when I would look at the research and I say, wow, I mean, you know, Mr. Eve was a trailblazer when he took the time, him and his team, to say, we need to be doing something to help our students, students of color, um, create these pathways for STEM. Yeah. And health 
health professions, yeah, right? Yeah. And so here we are, though, the, 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 the challenge and the concern mm-hmm. that I have now, mm-hmm. even after doing 10 years of this work, mm-hmm. is the numbers haven't changed. Mm. You know, it's not like we've come 30 years in and the numbers are off the hook, you know, like they've, they've right, soared. Right, right, right. No, that's the concern. Right, right. What what do we do now? We're yeah. still talking about the underrepresented. Yeah. And that includes girls, yep. right? And then you have the double whammy of a girl and she's she's a person of color. Right. 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 But we also know the stories of women who have gone into engineering and they didn't stay in the career because they had that same experience I had that in high school. That condescending experience. And yes. that's the other thing because you can try and get a pipeline in somewhere, but if they're who you're pipelining in is getting treated bad, they're not staying. They're not going to stay. They're not staying. There has to be culture change at, in that place as well. And it's not just about putting us in place, but right. also preparing people for us to actually be there is the yes. other thing. I think that... A lot yes. of a lot of the time that piece is missed a little yes. bit. It's like, oh, we need to help the poor black people. And it's like, we're actually pretty good. You give us opportunity. We running with it. But also we're not going to take on, you know, the condescending the, nature, right. the abuse, the microaggressions, Come all on, of those other things. The systemic things. issues that yeah, continue to Because that exist. weighs on you. It, oh, my gosh. Absolutely. When I could go work in a different field where there's more people like me and whatever or go do the more comfortable thing because it's just better for my mental because like you said life happens then i'm married i got kids i got a family i can't be at work stressed out with these people all the time oh my goodness right because you don't want to bring that home you don't and you don't want it to get for your kids and all those other things so but i i find that's the that's the second barrier it's not just the barrier to entry but also kind of being able to maintain in that space mm-hmm. um and people don't think about that impact on us they want to pipeline us places but they don't think about right what the culture is like in those places yeah and so you know being on the college campus yeah so there's also the step program but then there was the c-step program that came shortly after okay right okay c-step was the idea of mentorship yeah right yeah linking uh college students to a mentor yeah. doing research yeah in stem yeah. or in healthcare. yeah so then now that's the idea right the mentorship yeah right but here's the thing then you still don't have enough mentors who are in those fields mm. who look like them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so it doesn't mean that it's not successful it just means that there's still so much work to do. Yeah. But my passion is, you know, I've done the work with the middle school, high school students, right? With STEP program, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. But the whole time, I just felt like I needed to go younger. Okay. I needed to get to them younger. It's got to start earlier. We have to start earlier. Yeah. Right? And so... That's what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. right? I want the pre-K yeah. to eighth grade the kids, babies. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the ones that they're still like so excited about everything. Not yeah. to mention they are sponges. Yep. The things you teach them, yeah. they don't forget. No. And they want to do it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. So the mastery can happen. Right. Right. But the other very important part is family. Mm-hmm. that circle. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about role models and mentoring, mm-hmm. right, the most influential person to a child in career career selection yeah. mm-hmm. is the parent. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And so if a parent does not have what I call and it's it's also research, so I'm yeah. not making it up. Yeah. STEM identity. Yeah. Right. If the parent doesn't understand what science, technology, engineering and math is, doesn't yeah. understand emerging technologies, doesn't understand right. the careers. Yeah. Right. The jobs that will exist yeah. 10 years from now yeah. that haven't even been created, but yeah. will need people to fill them. Right. Right. So then. We're not setting the kids up. No, they're completely we cut cannot, off from that possibility. We have to include the parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in a community, right, of color, mm -hmm. the number one word is trust. Right. They have to trust the person. Yeah. Person, right? Yeah. Who's bringing the information. Right. Of course. And so you, one of the things that I love is just the idea of being grassroots. Bringing it right to the community, making it as accessible for the child as as the parent. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing: when you have younger kids, parents are more like more likely to be present. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. And engage. They have to be a little bit more active at that age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But if you can have them, if yeah. you can have that little person, yeah. spark that that interest yeah and then encourage that parent to continue to bring them to support them and yes. maintaining the interest because then that is it's like the child's accessibility to their interest really depends on the parent on the parent it depends on the parent and so and it doesn't take for the parent to be an expert in stem no, to be able don't. to support that but i think they do have to have an understanding of where, where this does can this go. connect? Yeah. How, well, how does, does this help this my connect? child? What is this yes. field about? Because like you said, the trust thing. Yes. Because for them, maybe they know surface wise a doctor's a good career because it pays well. Right. But maybe they don't understand what medical school takes, what it takes to become an engineer, all the training hours you need, exactly. all of the internships you have to do and being able to support because then the whole internship infrastructure. And I've had a guest um, on earlier, actually multiple guests, mm -hmm. and they were called Black Men White Coat. They were from Jacob School Ooh, of Medicine. I love those guys. They were so awesome. <laughs> and they were talking about working with the young ones, too. And really, they were talking about the barrier of of like that internship phase of Come where on. most of these internships are unpaid and your most of our parents can't afford our to support kids. us through you know yes. we need to be they working need to have a job and so how are they going to do a full-time internship which is 40 hours a week like a, a job Ooh. but also work you know what i'm saying it's completely inaccessible and so mm. of course your parents going to be like well earning money right now is a little bit more important than that and that starts earlier and earlier we're talking about 14 year olds yeah like, and even know? extracurriculars you know like anything ballet anything all those things take investment of not just time but also money, money. absolutely and if they don't have that accessibility or if they're on that you know deciding between this decision or that decision and they're not really understanding the benefits of that other one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where is it going to go? And so that can completely derail, derail. Yes. the trajectory of, you know, and it's not the fault of the parents, but it's just the reality of the accessibility of some of, right. and of, the some needs, of those things. Yeah. The needs of the family. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, can I give you an example? Please do. Let's talk about drones, right? Like I've uh -huh. fallen in love with drones yeah. and done all this research and I love introducing it to kids. Yeah. And so when I talk to the older kids and I say, do you know, once you're 16, you can actually be a pilot? Mm. right like yeah. you could take this test yeah. and become a pilot and actually have your own your own business wow where you could 
take pictures, you know, right, right. and, and eventually weddings, all types of Just things. All they kind could of do. things. That's an entrepreneurial down. opportunity. Yep. Right. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit to just the mentoring and mm -hmm. the importance of um, the degrees of separation is what I call it, right? Okay. So um, when I was at the university and I would have um, honor, honor um, college students come and tutor for us, mm -hmm. right? In the first session I would have with them, I'd ask them all, what are you majoring in? Tell me your major. Tell me, right? And they would say, I want to be a researcher. I want to be a doctor mm -hmm. or engineer. Mm -hmm. And then I'd ask, I'd say, so who do you know that's an engineer? Mm -hmm. And they'd say, oh, my grandfather was an engineer. Mm -hmm. My dad's an engineer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of these people in my family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So think about these kids that I had, yeah. right? Yeah. They had these tutors coming in who yeah. are super bright. And the reason I would have this session with them was to help them to understand that these young people, they're going to say, I want to be a pediatrician. I want to be an engineer. I want to be these things. Yeah. But they haven't seen anyone in their circle right? or haven't had anyone in their circle yeah. who works or is in that field done that. or in that career. Yeah. And so um, that's the power of, you know, when we're talking about engaging these young people yeah. is helping and, and the parents, right, yeah, yeah. to help them to now understand the power of the expansion of their circle. Right. Their social circle. Just to be able to see the possibilities. I was just talking about this with a friend about. You know, we were talking about just coming from where we come from. All of us have so many different types of outcomes. Right. And right. we were trying to figure out what's the difference between me and what I'm doing and where I ended up. And my friend who lived next door to me and went to school with me, who maybe didn't end up in a in a better place. And what we figured out was was one was the investment of our parents in maintaining our interests extracurriculars all mm -hmm. those things but also just what we were exposed to what possibilities we are exposed to because for some people i've talked to people before who've never left buffalo who've only gone to niagara falls oh you know that's what i'm true. saying that's real and that's really real and so when you don't even see the possibility that's what it's all about of what else can be exploration and that's what sparks the oh well maybe i would like to do something like that but if you never see it imagine mm -hmm. a child who never gets to see exactly they don't even have they can't come up with it on right. their own how are you dreaming it up because if they're not seeing it and they're not reading about it yeah so me i was a bookworm yeah so i went many places yeah and i always remember the first time i yeah. read about carmel yeah right yeah in california and yeah. i was like yeah. it just sounded like this most beautiful place yep and I put it on my list and I was like, I'm going there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I read about France. And yeah. I was like, I'm going there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so how do you spark an imagination? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to give them, you have to expose. They have to be exposed. They have exactly. to be exposed. So that yes. that point of exposure is so important. So I want you to be able to talk a little bit about specifically some of the work you're doing with the kids. Like what type of activity are you doing? Coding with them. I know yes. you said the drones. Like what type of yes. things are you exposing <laughs> the kids to? I'm sure they're so, so excited. Yeah. So this summer was the launch for um, Fate. Well, so Fate has been around. Mm -hmm. It's families aimed toward excellence. And so the initial idea was just helping families work toward whatever looked like excellence for them. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do I help you navigate mm -hmm. that? That's my social work side, right? Yeah. That's my trade, yep. right? And so, um, but then incorporating the, 
the the urgency of STEM yeah. and digital literacy yeah. and how important that is in helping families to mm-hmm. achieve excellence yeah. in their families, yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, this summer we launched um, what we call Bits and Bytes mm-hmm. uh, STEM Project. Okay. And so Bits, of course, Bits and Bytes is a play on words because yeah. you have Bits and Bytes in the computer, yeah. right? And um, the idea is... Computer science, basically. Yeah. Right. Coding, understanding, you know, kids love gaming. They love all these things. So let's talk about what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. In this phone that you're carrying around. In your favorite game. In your phone. Yeah. And so um, we, I I honed right into um, robotics and coding. Mm -hmm. Because what I found after having contact with over 200 kids this summer. Yeah. Only 1% of those kids ever built a robot. I so mean, think about that. I don't this think I've ever school. built a robot. So, so right. I'm like, so come who, next summer to build I a love, robot. That's what I love. I had, yeah. I just did a workshop two weeks ago yeah. with young adults. Yeah. They were, the age group was 18 to 20, was it 18 to 25? And none of them had built robots. Oh, yeah. And they have kids. Oh my gosh. Right? So they but listen, we built robots that day. Oh they were the gosh. biggest kids. I have video I have to show you. I no, I'm so in there and you gotta let me know next time you have that because I wanna build a robot so bad. That sounds yes. amazing. That sounds so, so cool. Build the robots, yeah. but they have to code them to make them go. To make right? them move. To make them work. Oh my gosh. So yeah. then we talk about, right? The brain of the robot. Yeah. The communication between the, the computer yeah. and the robot. Yeah. They learn about the motors. They learn about all the parts. Yeah. And the importance of the language. Mm. Right. That's what the code is. Right. Yeah. Being able to communicate with your robot. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. Primarily, it's about that's communi- so computer science, um, coding, because that's so fundamental. Yeah. The digital literacy part of it is maneuvering, maneuvering through your computer, understanding how to be a digital citizen. Yeah. Um, how to um, understand, right? Yeah. How to navigate the computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then convey what you're doing on the computer. Yeah. You know what I love? When I see two little people yeah. working together on a computer and they're explaining something to each other. Oh my gosh. That's like the best thing ever. The learning's already oh there. Oh my gosh. And then you, ha- I have to say this. So we're also employing young people, mm-hmm. right? So I'm recruiting. I'm always recruiting an eighth grader on up to high school to become Great. a student mentor. Oh, wonderful. To learn it. Yeah. And then to mentor the young people. So, so you know, it's a double whammy, and right? And then you're giving the older, young young kids still experience. Right, experience you know in what I mean? the coding yeah. and learning it. And I've had a kid since, he's been with me since seventh grade. Yeah. And now he's in 11th grade. Wow. And my husband even is like, he's a master over there, right? And he's he's already, I'm, I'm going to be an engineer. So hold on now. How <laughs> do people get in touch with you to help their kids get exposed to your program? How, how, how are people getting in touch? Are you working with schools? Are you yes. doing your own thing? Yes. How, what, how do yes. people get in touch with you? So that was the other thing. I wanted to make it pretty much, it has to be accessible. Yeah, of course. I didn't, I want it to be um, accessible. So yeah. the idea is, to find other ways for other ways for it to be paid for so yeah. that people can have it for free. Yeah, right? of course. And so the good thing is that Saturday Academies work out really well. We oh, go to Saturday Academy. Good. And any 
and all kids can come and participate. Wonderful. Yes. That's awesome. So you'll be at specific schools sometimes. Oh, yeah. On, we post. Okay. Yep. Yep. We post where we're going to be online. We we let people know where we're going to be. I Wonderful. have people texting me all the time now. Where are you going? Oh, my gosh. And so now we've done this new thing where we have the mentors in training because I have so many parents that are like, how can they do more of this? Yeah. So I have like fifth and sixth graders who are coming to every session yeah to learn yeah. but now they're not just learning i'm like can you help him do this yeah and so this, now the this teacher fifth now. grader yeah. is helping this kindergartner or first grader you know so it, it's it's That's a cycle so amazing, and it's so Simone. beautiful it's so beautiful you're like <laughs> making a difference already i know it seems small for now but oh. it's really just like you who had the step program somebody's gonna say i used to do fate with miss simone oh you know I so i think that that's amazing i thank you so much for being here we thank already you. run out of time done. <laughs> it's so much but i thank you so much for coming thank on you. down um please get in touch with simone on fate um on facebook i'm yes. sure you're on facebook and everything like that yeah families aim toward excellence wonderful you can look us up yeah and um uh, yeah. we're also on Instagram so, so. <laughs> look them up get your kids go to Saturday Academy yes. thank you so much Simone you're welcome this is thank Deja you. James with Partnership for the Public Good or PPG uniting over 365 organizations working to build a better Buffalo the public good Tuesdays at 10.30am on Power 96.5 FM and Mix 1080 AM